0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.
1: Hello and welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and I'd like to welcome you all that are either listening to us live here on octalkradio.net stream or as a podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher. Happy New Year. This is our first show in 2018. We're really excited. We've got a lineup of great guests. If you're listening to the live stream today, we have three guests showing up throughout the afternoon. If you're listening to the podcast, you may want to check out the next two podcasts that follow us. Uh, Follow this live interview with Allie Spino. She is founder and CEO of USA Link System. She was on for us with us uh, at the end of last year, and we just started an interesting conversation, and I said, Allie You have to come back, and here she is, our first guest in 2018. You know, USA Link System was the fastest-growing private company on the San Fernando Valley Business Journal's annual list of private companies. And so I've asked Ali to come back because we started to talk about the importance for her firm in attracting and retaining international clients as well as U.S. clients that contributed to their rapid and continued success and growth. Allie, welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast.
2: Thank you, Richard. Happy New Year, and thank you for having me back.
1: Ah, you're welcome. I hope you had a great uh, holiday season. So for those that maybe didn't hear the first interview that we had with you, Allie, I wonder if you might be able to tell us a little bit about you and the firm so people get context for what we're going to be talking about here later in the interview.
2: Of course. Uh, your selling system is a... Um marketing agency, and IT development agency. Uh, we are based in uh, U.S., but we have uh, three other offices around the globe. That's uh, India, Philippines, and Moldova. We are specializing in uh, uh, branding, um, website development, digital marketing, anything related to marketing and development we can do.
1: And the type of meteoric success and growth that you've had, I wonder if you could talk to our audience about the type of niches that your clients, that you're serving, the type of industries or clients, where have you focused your company and what type of clients do you currently have?
2: Well, as I said last time, we are not working in a specific niche. We worked with uh, various industries, various types of companies from uh, services to, uh, to companies that sell products uh, and from oil industry to construction companies. So we cover uh, a wide variety of types of companies and industries. If we are going to talk on a global level, I would break um, our customers into two bigger categories. Those are um, clients that already have a global presence and um Those are The second category would be the clients which want to expand globally.
1: And and how do you get that out of them? How do you know if they have a desire to uh, extend their brand globally? Is it a question that you ask during the kind of get-to-know-you phase, or is it something that you're looking for in, in how you do your prospect development? But talk to other entrepreneurs about how you identify companies that are looking to expand internationally as well.
2: The, reason, uh, the, most, the main reason they are contacting us is because they, we are known as having presence uh, in other countries and being able to work with the clients on global level because an agency needs to have presence in the country uh, or in the area or region uh, where the um, brand wants to expand. Um, There are clients uh, that uh, have been with us for a while uh, and they are reaching out to us, telling us that they are looking forward to expand in a certain country. Um, And there are businesses that uh, already have a presence and they are referred to us uh, for maintaining their brand and identity in that country. Um, having a global presence uh, it's not as easy as uh, having a local company. Uh, you need to, as a company, you need to adapt to the culture, to the structure of that country, which may be totally and completely different than uh, the company you are currently running. And uh, with our reputation, we were, or I may say we were able to establish a reputation of being able to um, hold hands of a brand that needs a uh, global identity.
1: Did you, uh, you, you talked about it's not as easy to be an international, you know, small, fast-growing company as it would be if it was all kind of in one country. What have you found that you've been able to do that has enabled you to be in these foreign lands successfully is there if you were talking to other entrepreneurs who are looking to you know duplicate your success and growth if you were to give them a piece of advice on kind of when you start out being willing to do business globally or internationally is there kind of one piece of advice Ali, that you would say as a leader of your company they should start with as far as thinking about
2: yes you need to find an interested person on the ground That's my main advice. If you don't have anyone that you want uh, to try or you you will trust in that country, uh, if you're trying to do it remotely, it's never going to work. You first need to find out: is there a person or an organization that you will be able to trust to run or to establish your company there?
1: And why is that?
2: because um, of various reasons. Establishing a company abroad, um, you, have to, you have to think about various differences. Uh, number one difference is political difference. Number two difference is cultural. And third is economical. And um, th- there are various laws which apply. Uh, people, uh, culture is different. Uh, the understanding of uh, the brand is different. And you need to have that voice on the ground in order to understand what is the right way and what is the right road for you to take in order to successfully establish a brand in that country. And without having a presence there, having a person that thinks um, and talks with the voice of that audience and understands the politics and understands the economical factor of that country, you will never be able to succeed in in that region.
1: Is there a Area of the globe or a uh, region that, you, in your experience, you found um, to be particularly challenging from this perspective?
2: Well, every country has its own aspects. Um, I would not say that I have some uh, one particular country or region in mind. Um, it's always a challenge to understand to take to, to take what it works in uh, one country and um, understand what what does that brand or a product or um, identity need to change or adjust in order to succeed in the other um, part of the world? It's a very detailed uh, process to understand all of those differences. And another thing is that you need to be very adaptable as a brand and as a, an individual, as the owner of that company if you are not adaptable then it's not it's never going to work
1: so we're going to need to take our first and only stop here on critical mass radio show and for our loyal listeners you know this is like a 30 second stop it's just a one little message from something that we do in critical mass for business and when we come back i wonder ellie if you would be comfortable sharing with the other entrepreneurs that are listening to the show because i would think there was two parts to this one you and your staff have to understand how to be able to bring these brands into these other markets. But then there must be an education that also has to go on with, the, with your clients about how they have to adapt. And so if that's, in fact, premise is true, would you be comfortable sharing some of the experiences that you had with your firm at USA Link System on how you've helped your customers to understand how they need to change their voice in these different lands?
2: I would be happy to.
1: Okay. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after this word from me.
0: Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass,
1: And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have appeared on our show over the years. You know, since we started this show in 2009, we've reached hundreds of thousands of listeners, through our live stream here on octalkradio.net, the podcast that I just mentioned, the other channels that we use like YouTube, etc. Simply type in these four words in your favorite podcasting software, Critical Mass Radio Show, to receive our weekly shows automatically. All right, we're talking with Ali Spino. She is the founder and CEO of USA Link System. She and I have been talking about here in the first half of the show about growing her fast growth company on a global scale internationally and we ended the last block with me saying could you share a little bit of your direct experience and how not only does your company have to understand how to maybe change and modify the message and the voice of the customer a little bit to the new markets but your experience in helping your clients who maybe haven't experienced this before understand what they need to do differently in these different lands.
2: Yes, of course. Uh, let's start with the fact that we are also considered a global brand and we also had to start from somewhere. In the beginning uh, when we were just establishing the other offices we went through the learning curve and the learning curve was not necessarily in helping our brands. Uh, it was in establishing our own structure that will be the base of Uh, forward communication between all of these teams located around the globe. So the the number one thing, if I would talk about internal organization, is the right structure of the company and the right communication rules uh, because there is a time difference, there is cultural difference um, in between all of these people that will have to work uh, on the same projects or different projects, and they will have to learn from each other. And um, there were times in the beginning where I literally slept only two hours a night because I had to run the business here. And in the night, because of the time difference, I had to be on Skype or on the phone talking to the other team. Later on, leaders emerged from each team and they took over and understanding the structure which we already established they were able to run this well-oiled machine going forward but knowing the challenge we had we were able to bring that knowledge in educating our clients whenever they want to expand globally or or uh, when they want to maintain a brand identity somewhere else. In the beginning of our relationship, we always talk about those challenges and those uh, problems that they may experience while establishing the brand. The, The education with the client is the hardest part because our team is already knowledgeable and they, They have the structure and they have the rules. They're aware about uh, all of the issues that may arise. But taking those issues and and converting them into the educational process towards the client is the challenge we currently have Mm -hmm. because sometimes a customer doesn't understand why they are uh, brand voice must change from one country to another, or from one territory to another, and that's where we come forward with various explanations and various case scenarios. We learn from our experience that nobody will understand unless they are explained through a case study, mm. and we all know uh, those uh, cha- the challenges. Of the biggest brand that extended internationally, such as Uber, that had so many issues in Europe, uh, they went uh, into that market without knowing uh, what they are going to experience, and they've been banned in various countries. Even at that level, you you understand that not even not 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 even the millions you have will help you because that's a challenge. You have to understand uh, from the get-go. It's a cultural challenge, legal challenge, and nothing will be able to help unless you understand from the beginning what you are going to deal with.
1: And, and from your first interview, we talked about how your firm has a differentiation overall, which is that you really dig in deep to understand from your client's perspective kind of the market that they're in so that you can develop customized programs that really hit the mark and, and get a return on the investment that they make. I would think that culture, that part of your culture, has been very helpful in this process as well, which is working with your clients and helping them to appreciate the subtle differences or maybe significant differences of the different countries that they want to sell into. Is that of true? Of
2: course. Well, well the, the employ, uh, the, uh, our priorities or. Uh, our advantage uh, is that we have teams that are in that region where they want to expand, and and working with people who understand the culture and understand the the local market is is easier to translate the needs of that market to the client. Even the client is not totally aware of of what what exactly they need to do or. Uh, is not aware about certain – or they may have an idea of how they want the process to be happening, but they will not know the details unless uh, someone local comes uh, forward and explains them how is the client on the local marketplace going to understand their service or understand the voice of their brand. And they will take the words or they will take the the vision because they understand that that person – lives and breathes the local market.
1: Have you experienced clients in other countries who you've done work for in those countries who want to get into the United States? And is there much opportunity once you've set your infrastructure in these other countries to look for business coming the other way, coming back into the U.S.?
2: uh, Percentage-wise, there is less businesses trying to penetrate with us. I'm not talking in general. Uh, that try to penetrate the USA market. Um, majority of uh, work we have done for businesses that try to penetrate the market for US is consulting and and uh, market research. Um, that's, those are the two uh, main services that we have done for businesses that are trying to come in the um, US market.
1: So, Ellie, this... this um You've done a great job helping, I think, other entrepreneurs understand some of the basic requirements of being successful in taking your fast-growing company and using an international element to accelerate the growth even further. Obviously, you believe it is the right decision because you continue to do that. It, it, it feels like it is a more challenging model, especially when you said in the early days you were sleeping two hours a day and working almost round the clock. If, the, if you have a final thought to give to these entrepreneurs, either to, to convince them or talk them into doing it or suggesting what's required to be successful in doing this, what would you say to those entrepreneurs who say, well, that, that sounds interesting, but I'm not sure I'm, I'm there mentally yet to scale my business internationally. Is there a parting thought you would like to impart on them here today on Critical Mass Radio Show?
2: Yes. Um, the number one question is, are they ready to do that? Uh, they need to... Sometimes having an idea to do something more than you currently do is totally different than putting yourself in the shoes of already doing it. Uh, we had uh, brands that had an idea of expanding, but, but after we came with the market research or um, with the challenges they will experience, they back uh, off the idea. Uh, it's because they were not totally dedicated and ready. But if you if you ask if you you ask yourself today as a business person, am I ready to extend globally? And your answer is definitely yes. Then uh, the next um, advice oh, would no. be, then the next advice would be, be agile, be adaptable, be ready for a change and a challenge. And if you are ready for. All of these, then you are going to succeed in that other market. If you are not adaptable, if you don't want to change, if you don't want to uh, allow your brand be mold or different in that uh, marketplace, then you are not going to succeed.
1: So, uh, last question here on Critical Mass Radio Show, and I think that was great insight that you just shared, and hopefully it's the baseline from which you know entrepreneurs can make that decision only. They know if they're ready to make those commitments to change. Is it important, uh, you, you have international experience, so you, obviously. You, you you talked the last time you, you weren't born in the U.S., you, you lived here for a number of years, but um, is it was it, was it such an advantage for you to have more of a global experience that allowed your firm to be successful, or do you think people who maybe have lived all their life in the U.S. and haven't uh, experienced other cultures as deeply as you have, could still build a culture and company that would be able to scale internationally. How important is your background and experience to what you've been able to do at your firm?
2: No, I definitely think that uh, you you personally don't need to have that experience. You need to hire the right team and the right agency to do it for you. But as I said in the beginning and multiple times, if you personally, uh, you, you need to be agile and adaptable. If you are going to adapt towards uh, the ideas that that agency or that team or the person who helps you will uh, put in front of you, then you will succeed. Not necessarily that you need to have that international experience or you had to live in that country or you had to experience something similar. No, you need to be adaptable, you need to be ready for the change and you need to have the right company and the right agency, the right team working for you.
1: I want to thank you for being a returning guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show and sharing some of your experience in being able to take USA Link System and continue to expand it and grow the firm. Uh, It's an honor to have you back on the show. It's great that you are our first guest in 2018. I wish you uh, continued success with your firm and um, your Again, a part of the critical mass community of business executives here in Southern California. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Richard. I wish you also very good
1: here. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you very much. Okay. I'd like to also thank our guest, uh, not our guest, our engineer. Sorry, first day back. It's got to be retrained here. Sorry. Our engineer for today's show is Paul Roberts. Our producers are Crystal Nunley, Joan Park, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is my Twitter handle. On LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi, F R A N Z I. And my website is Critical Mass for F O R Business.com. And until our next show, which is if you're listening to the live stream, will be up here at just at the top of the hour. Uh, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.
0: You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.